Just as we're doing that, for those of you who are online that are watching right now, I want to apologize. We're having some technical difficulties today with our slides. So you're going to have to take really meticulous notes. And maybe you can write them down on the side in the chat today, because we've got a lot of you there. And you can write down the, 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 the points in the chat, uh, and that way you can keep up with, with what we're doing. But the slides are not working today. So for those of you who are online, for those in person, you've got nothing to worry about. This is just a regular Sunday morning. Welcome you to grab your seat. Again, man, we are so grateful that you would join us this morning. Thank you for being here. There are no accidents in this place. I believe that God wants to meet every one of you where you are at and with what you're dealing with. And this morning, I am so excited. Uh, By the way, my name is Matt. (laughs) And along with my wife, Tanya, we're the lead pastors here at Life Church. We serve alongside of Pastors Mike and Ev, who are now the associate pastors. And again, they were the lead pastors here for, my goodness, 10, 15, 10 years, 10 years before we got here. And what a strength it is to have them as our associate pastors, 42 years of ministry, and we get to serve alongside of them. We're having so much fun doing it as well. Um, And we're so excited for this new season. Um, For those of you who have not been with us, we've been doing a series called Abide. And we started it last week. It's going to run for about six weeks here uh, as we go into the, the new year. And we really just felt like the Spirit of God was telling us that before we go wide and have impact, He wants us to go deep into His presence. And so we've been focusing on that. This week we had three amazing times of prayer. Thank you for all those that joined us. Um, We did a few of those on Zoom. We did one in person there at Life Center, but just due to weather and various concerns and some technical difficulties, we decided to move back onto Zoom. And it actually went really, really well. We had so much fun doing that from our home with all those that joined us. And again, this season is about diving deep into the things of God. And this morning, you guys, I've got a word that I'm so excited to bring to you. Um, The word this morning is going to be speaking about the secret place. Can somebody say the secret place? The secret place. And this morning, um, I want to just remind you of something we said last week, and this is kind of our big idea of the series, that the success of your faith in the year 2022 will be in direct connection to the health of your relationship with Jesus. The success of your faith in the year 2022 will be in direct connection to the health of your relationship with Jesus. This idea of the secret place today, this idea of abiding has to do with knowing God and being known by Him. It has to do with this idea of intimacy, of an intimate relationship with God, of knowing Him and being known by Him. And of course, if you know the Scriptures at all, you're going to have some sort of an idea of where we're going today. And it's going to be in Psalm 91. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to read one verse today. And then we're going to spend the rest of our morning unpacking it, okay? You with me? So Psalm 91, verse 1. I'll give you a few moments if you've got a live Bible to turn there. If you've got an app, you can slide on over. Psalm 91, verse 1. We're going to read the Scripture. We're going to pray, uh, and then I'm going to give you some points today to take home with you, okay? Here we go. Psalm 91, verse 1, and this is what it says. He who dwells, I'm reading from the New King James Version, in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It's short, so I'm going to read it again. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 
mighty. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you for your word, God, that it's living and active. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. We thank you that your word will accomplish what it is set out to do, and it will not return void. And we pray that not one person under the sound of this voice today will leave the same. But God, I pray that we would all be changed, including myself, God. I pray that as I preach to myself today, Lord Jesus, that I would be edified in, in the Spirit. And I pray that each person here today would be edified in the Spirit, Lord God, and that you would work in us in in Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. Well, this particular passage this morning has a special place in my heart, and that's because about, gosh, it's going to be like, time flies, doesn't it? Probably 22 years ago, I was a 20-year-old guy that just was loving Jesus, and I was driving down in my car, and I had this Jetta GLX VR6 with tan leather interior heated seats. It was the love of my life at the time. And, uh, you know, beautiful je- black Jetta. And it was my, my favorite car. And I remember driving. I might have been 21, something like that. I remember driving. And back in those days, um, for all you young people, we had these things called cassette tapes. Yeah. And for those that know, you know. But I had these cassette tapes that I had gotten, these preaching tapes that somebody had sent me. And I just returned, actually, from being an intern down in Seattle, Washington. And so I was actually driving down there to go and meet up with some of my friends uh, down there and go to some church services and take part in some of the, the church down there. I was at a church called the City Church. And so they had sent me all these tapes up. And I had this one from a guy by the name of Bishop William Duncan, okay? And Bishop William Duncan is an African brother. And, and, I, I, and I put the tape in, and I'm driving along, and I'm just kind of listening while I'm driving, and, you know, just kind of getting edified in the spirit. Today, you can podcast, by the way. You can do the same thing and get edified, and I'm listening to, to preach, and all of a, I don't even remember what he was talking about, but all of a sudden, as I'm driving, he says something that grabs my attention, and this is what it is. I don't even remember what he was talking about. I don't remember anything about it except for this. All of a sudden, he says this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Right? And my 21-year-old brain just went, and I went, oh, my word. I got to know what that means. That, there's something on that. I got to know what that is. And I remember I drove down and I, and I drove back and it just stayed with me. And the minute I got home, I ran down into my bedroom and I pulled out all my books. And back in those days, we didn't have Google. Okay, this is 2020, you know, 20, 2001. Google might have been there, but I was still using Dogpile. For those of you who know, you know. And, and I didn't know you could do anything in the scriptures online. I was, that wasn't even a thought. It was get the books. So I went and I got my thesaurus. I got my Bible dictionary. I got all the books. I had every version of the Bible I could find in the house. I put them all upstairs and I ran up onto my kitchen table and I put them up there and I spread it out. And I got all my, my notebooks out and I got a pen out and I started to look into what was being said here because I knew there was something on this passage. There was something that I had to discover. There was a treasure in that passage that could change my life. And so I pulled out all these books and I started to do some some discovery and some looking into it. Do you know what I found? I'm going to tell you this morning. I found out that a couple of things. I found out that if you look up the word dwell, he who dwells in the secret place. The Hebrew word is the word yashab. Everybody say yashab. 
Oh, it's fun to say it. Yashab. And I looked up Yashab, and it means to dwell, to remain, causatively, to settle. And then it said this, to marry. Now, I'm 21 years old, and I'm thinking about getting married. I hadn't met this beautiful woman yet. We weren't dating yet. But I'm thinking about, God, I want to get married. The Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing, obtains favor of the Lord. So I'm praying for it right now in Jesus' name. Help me to find me a good wife. And when it said marry, that grabbed my attention. Because that's this idea of, uh, of a covenant. This is idea of always together. It's this idea of being connected in a way that you don't leave each other. It's, it's this idea of, of, of committing to somebody and to a covenant and to a place. And so this idea grabbed me to dwell, to remain, to settle. And then what is it? To remain in where? The secret place. And the word there is the word sather in the, in the Hebrew. And it means a covering or a hiding place. It's a place of protection. It's a place. And what is it? It's the secret place of the Most High. It's the secret place of the Most High. So it's to marry the place of covering under the presence of God. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. He who remains in the presence of God. Now, when I thought about this further, I started to think about this idea of the secret place. And I think a lot of times when we think about the idea of the secret place, we think about an actual place. We think about maybe, you know, you might hear people talk about the secret places. You know, you hear a lot of the, the old timers talk about the prayer closet. You ever heard about that? You know, they say, get in your prayer closet. If you need, if you need you know, something new from God, if you need to hear from, his, from him, if you need some breakthrough and you need some direction in your life, get in your prayer closet. And so this idea of going into a secret place to meet with God, but that's not what it says. It says not only go to the secret place, it says dwell in it. Marry it. In other words, don't just go to the place where the presence of God is, but take it with you and walk with it. Carry the presence of God with you wherever you go. This idea of he who dwells in the secret place could also be said this way. He who has and experiences and walks in the fear of the Lord. When we talk about this idea of the fear of the Lord, that might get confusing to some of you because you hear the word fear and right away it's a negative connotation. It's a negative thought towards that. Psalm 9 verse 10, Proverbs 9 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs 14, 26 says, The fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence, and His children will have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. So, Proverbs fifteen thirty three says, The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and therefore honor humility. Proverbs sixteen six says this, And by the fear of the Lord one departs from evil. And this idea of the fear of the Lord, how does that connect to this idea of he who dwells in the secret place? Well, here's how it connects. The fear of the Lord, what you fear, Merriam-Webster's dictionary says it this way. It defines fear, one of its definitions is a feeling of respect and wonder for something very powerful. And what do we know about fear? What you fear, you will focus on. Fear demands your focus. I'll give you an example of this. When, we were, when, when, when Josiah was two years old, he went to a birthday party. And the, when, you know, our kids often will have birthdays that have themes. And the theme of this particular birthday party was puppets. Well, we didn't know this. Josiah was two years old. But Josiah was terrified of puppets. So that day, I was at work 
And I came home, and Josiah, you know, came up to my buddy Josiah. I called him Mighty Man back in those days. And I grabbed him with a big bear hug, and I said, hey, but, hey, Mighty Man, how you doing today? And he looks at me with these big eyes, and he says, Daddy, puppets. Puppets. And I talked to Tanya. She's like, yeah, he was terrified. This was not good. He was, like, not happy. And for the rest of the day, all you would talk about is puppets. Daddy, there was puppets. Daddy, there was puppets. And the fear made him focus on it. What you fear, you will focus on. What you reverence, you will focus on. What you respect and have wonder for, you will focus on. In other words, when we talk about the fear of the Lord, what we're talking about is a constant awareness of his presence. He who dwells in the secret place, he who marries the presence of God, he who walks in the fear of the Lord, who has a constant awareness of his presence. In other words, you're at school, and, but you're not just at school, you're in the secret place because you're walking in the presence of God. You're at work, and you're doing whatever it is that you do for work. You're shoveling snow, or you're, 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 you're helping somebody at the cashier's desk, but you're not just there. You're in the secret place because you have a constant awareness of his presence. Come on, you're, you're, you're being a parent, and you're doing the best that you can, but it's not just you because you are dwelling in the secret place. You are married to the place of his presence. You are aware that God is with you wherever you go. Come on, are you with me? You know that God is with you wherever you go. So this is the thing. This is what it says. is he who dwells in the secret place. He who marries, who is in constant communion with the presence of God. Who, 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 who is connected to his presence. Who sets up camp in his presence. And walks in it all day long. What is the promise? The promise is this. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And that word shall abide in the Hebrew is the word lun. By implication, to stay permanently, to continue, to dwell, to endure, to remain. In other words, if you will dwell, if you will marry the presence of God, if you will remind yourself and be constantly reminded that his presence is with you and you will walk in that by faith in everything that you do, then you shall remain under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? How does that work out in our lives? Here's what I'm going to do today as we kind of wind down this message. I'm going to give you four things that happen in the shadows. Four outcomes of setting up camp in the shadow of the Almighty. Okay, here we go. Everybody say number one. I feel like you're sleeping on me, so I'm going to wake you up. <laughs> number one, there is a place of refuge in the shadow. There is a place of refuge in the shadow. Psalm 57 verse 1 says this, Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me. For my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. That's Psalm 57 verse 1 in the New King James Version. Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful for my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. In the shadow, there's a place of refuge. Now notice this. Notice that it says this. and I'm so glad it does. It says, until these calamities pass by. Notice it doesn't say this. Hey, I will remain in your shadow, and then I don't have to even face any calamities. Right? I'm, I'm going to remain in your shadow, and I'm going to be totally free. 
from all the other stuff that people have to face in the world around me. What? COVID, what? Right? You know, I'm free from this thing. It doesn't even, even impact me. No, no, no. The calamities are still there. The challenges are still there. But there's a place of refuge in the shadow of the Almighty. Come on, in this world you will have trials, but have faith, the Bible says, because I have overcome the world. We will face hard times. We see this again in Psalm 23 where David writes this. He says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And oftentimes when I read that passage, it's confusing to me. Because it says I'm going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. If you saw a a valley of the shadow of death in front of you, why would you walk through it? Why not just go around? Why not just try and avoid it? Church, we live in a society that is set on avoiding the valley of the shadow of death. We live in a society that has so many things to distract us, to allow us to cope, rather than to face the things that sometimes we need to face. There's a saying in in Freedom Session, it's this, that the only way through the pain is through the pain. Why would we face it? Because there's a place of refuge in the midst of the shadow. There's a place of refuge in the midst of the calamity. There's a place of refuge. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me, the word says. You are with me. I can go through it because he is with me. He is a place of refuge in the midst of the shadow, the valley of the shadow of death. Why do we go through it? Because on the other side, there's a mountaintop. There's something that God has for you to obtain. There is a place of refuge in the shadow. Everybody say refuge. Number two, he who dwells in the secret place, he who remains, who marries the presence of God, walks in it in everything that they do. What happens to that person? They shall abide or remain or rest in the shadow of the Almighty. What's number two? There's the birthing of prophetic vision in the shadow. Luke chapter 1, verses 34 and 35. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? We just heard this story. If you you were here for our Christmas service, I'm a virgin. The angel appeared to Mary and and she said this. and, And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Listen to me. When Mary was overshadowed by the Most High, she became miraculously pregnant with the greatest revelation that the world has ever known. What happens when you remain under the shadow of the Almighty? God gives you purpose. God gives you purpose. I think it's Viktor Frankl, um, the Auschwitz survivor, that wrote that if you know your why, you can overcome any how. If you know your why, you can overcome any how. Part of that place of refuge in the, in the face of calamity, part of that place of refuge as you go through the valley of the shadow of death is that God begins to speak to you about your purpose. God begins to speak to you about the things that he wants you to do. 
You know, you may, you've, may have heard this story, but Tanya and I had a call in our lives to pastor a church. And we received, I was just going through some of my notebooks the other day, and I found it again. And I think it was 2010, wasn't it, babe? In 2010, we had, we had, had to, we lost a job. We, we'd given up a job at a church, and we were praying about what God wanted us to do. And, and we prayed, and we said, God, what do you think we're supposed to do? And I remember saying to Tanya, do you think we'll ever pastor a church? And she's like, yeah, no, I don't think so. We know it's involved in that. And I said, okay, well, let, let's just pray about it. Let's just pray about it. And, and she said, but if the Lord tells us to go, we will go. And that weekend, we were at a service. It wasn't even like a really powerful service. It was just a great teaching on leadership. And the pastor stood up at the end and looked at us. And he says, I got a word for you. You need to stand up. Just kind of like what happened this morning. And he says, you need to stand up. And we stood up. And he says, the Lord wants me to nail this down for you. You will pastor a church someday. Amen. And so we had a word. We had purpose under the shadow of his wing. We had direction under the shadow of his wing. But then guess what happened? It took 10 years to get there. And every year I'd go, God, is it time yet? And I'd get frustrated and the Lord would say, no, just serve. Just be faithful. Just wait. Okay. See, under the shadow, he gave me purpose. He gave me vision. He let me see what I needed to do, where we needed to go. He spoke to us in that place. And he says, this is what you needed. You just need to serve right now. Just be faithful. Just wait. Okay. And so we waited. And then, and then in the next year, God, is it, is it time yet? And God would say, no, no, just wait. Just be faithful. Just hang on. It's going to come. Okay, we're just going to serve. We're just going to be faithful. Okay, God, is it time yet now? No, 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 it's not time yet. I'm so frustrated. Just wait. Okay, under the shadow. That's what he said. Just wait. And then God brought us here to Life Church. And now today, we're fulfilling the prophecy, the call of God in our lives. So you don't know where you're at right now in your life, but God can give you purpose and vision, and he is gracious, and he will do it. If you're like, God, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? Trust him. Remain under the presence of the Most High, because then you will abide and remain under the shadow of the Almighty. There's prophetic vision there. Prophetic vision. This idea of overshadow, that word, actually means to cover. The actual original Hebrew word actually means to cover with superior influence. Another way you could say that is to invest with preternal influence. And that idea of preternal is extra natural influence or supernatural influence. As you spend time in the presence of God, as you walk with his presence in everything that you do, he will invest in your life supernatural influence, superior influence in your life. And there's a great call for you. There's a great plan for your life. There may be gifts that are lying dormant in you, but God can bring birth and life-changing, world-shaking greatness through you if you would dwell in the secret place of the Most High and you would walk in it. Amen? I got two more. You with me? Number three. There is healing in the shadow. There is healing in the shadow. Acts chapter 5 verse 15 and 16 in the New Living Translation as a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as they went by, as he went by. Crowds came from villages around Jerusalem bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. Check this out. One of the byproducts of marrying the secret place 
is that the reality of God and his power will begin to influence your everyday life. Come on. Was it Peter's shadow that healed people? That's a good answer. It was Christ in him, the hope of glory. See, Peter, I believe, knew what it meant to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And he was walking in the presence of God. And everywhere that he walked, as a byproduct, people were healed under the shadow. When you spend time in the presence of God, he will invest in your life supernatural influence that will impact people in ways that you didn't even know could happen. Come on, this is what it means. You're hanging out with your friend, and they're talking about something hard that they're going through. And you can't even help it because you've been in the presence of God. And the only response you have is, can I just pray for you? Because I can't solve this problem, but I serve a God that can. And so you speak out and you pray the truth and the reality of God into the circumstance and situation. You're with somebody and they're, they're, they're broken and they're hurting and, and they're, they're experiencing sickness and, 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 and there's, there, there's no hope for the future. And because you've been in the presence of God, because you carry the kingdom wherever you go, you can't help it but respond to them and say, listen, I serve a God that can help you. I can't do anything for you. I don't have the right words. I don't have the wisdom. But I know one who does. And it's a byproduct. You can't even help it. It's just happening. You're just walking and it's just coming. You're just seeing it happen all around you. Miracles upon miracle upon miracle. You know, church, we might be surrounded by miracles every single day and not know it. Because we don't dwell in the secret place. But if we would dwell in the secret place, we'd start to recognize it and see it everywhere around us. That God is moving in your wake as you walk in the secret place of the Most High. Amen? Amen. Are you writing these down online? So number one, this is for you and for everybody here, secretly. There is a place of refuge in the shadow, number one. Number two, there is birthing of prophetic vision in the shadow, number two. Number three, there is healing in the shadow. And here it is, number four, you guys, and we're going to land it here. There is grace in the shadow. I found this um, passage, 2 Corinthians 12, verses 9 and 10, and I found it in this, this translation called the Weymouth New Testament. And this is how they translate this passage. It says, but his reply has been, my grace suffices for you, for power matures in weakness. You've probably heard this before. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Have you ever heard this before? Um, my in power and weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest on me, and it says this, for by grace you, oh, sorry, pardon me, I, I missed it here, I apologize, um, most gladly, therefore, I will boast of my infirmities rather than complain of them, in order that Christ's power may overshadow me. In fact, I take pleasure in, infirm in infirmities, in the bearing of insults, in distress, in persecutions, in grievous difficulties, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. When you abide under the shadow of the Almighty, remember that word overshadow, what it means? It means to cover with superior influence. Here's the truth and the reality. 
God's grace is more powerful than your failure. God's grace is more powerful than your failure. Church, we will have trials in this world. We, will, we are not perfect this side of heaven. God is still working on us. I was saved, I am saved, and I'm being saved. God is in the process of, of delivering me and setting me apart. And he, the Bible says that we all with unveiled face beholding as the mirror, the glory of God are being changed into his image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of God. He is working in me both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Listen to me, church. Everything you see up here right now is not because I'm such an awesome person, but it's because my God is so great. The moment I stand here and think that I'm standing here because of my own righteousness, we're in trouble. But I know where my strength comes from, and it comes from the Lord. And I will boast in the fact that I am weak, but look how strong God is in me. Do you hear what I'm saying? Listen, I am weak. There's sometimes I get up in the morning and, and I'm just, I just don't want to get out of bed. There's some mornings where I just wake up and it's, it's hard to get going. There's some times where I come, but guess what? His strength is made perfect in my weakness. His grace is sufficient for me. Man, he, he shows himself strong on my behalf. So often, all I can do is give all the glory to him. Amen. Amen. His power is available and able to set you free from your sins and help you to overcome. There is grace in the shadow of of the Almighty. I love how it says it in the New King James. He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will boast in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Second, uh, Timothy, uh, Titus 2, 11 and 12. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. Come on. See, church, this is how we ought to respond. Because our God is greater, because our God overshadows us and influences us with supernatural energy and supernatural strength, when you feel convicted for sin, you shouldn't be ashamed. You should be thankful. God, thank you so much that you reminded me of that. Thank you, God, that I have the opportunity to repent of that and to move forward in newness of life. Thank you, God, that, that you became sin, that I might become the righteousness of God in you. Thank you today, Lord God, that you died for me even while I was still a sinner. And so today I come to you and I repent and I say, God, please forgive me for my sins. Wash me and make me holy. Like, be like David, right? Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. See if there's be any wicked way in me. And lead me in your paths everlasting. It's that idea of purify my heart. It's that creating me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit in, within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation and renew a right spirit in me. When God convicts you of sin, it's his love and his grace calling you back to himself. Under the shadow of the Almighty. When you live 
in the shelter of the Most High. I'd like to invite Jasper to come on up. We're going to land this thing today. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. He who remains in the place of His presence. He who walks and carries the kingdom wherever they go. The one who fears the Lord shall abide and remain and live and rest under the shadow of the Almighty. And when you live in the shelter of the Most High and you abide in the shadow of the Almighty, there is refuge. There is purpose. There's anointing. And there's grace. And just as a response today, if you find yourself today in one of those categories, if one of those words today is connecting to your spirit, and you're saying, Matt, that's where I am today, then simply what we're going to do is I'm, I'm going to pray for you today. And so I'd like you just for a moment just to bow your heads and close your eyes and just think on this. Think on this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And in the shadow, there is refuge. If today you just say, man, I just need refuge from the storm. I've been going through a storm in my life and I want to break free from this today. I want to experience that refuge. I want to know that my God is with me. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, is what the Bible says. If that's you today and you just need a place of refuge, just raise up your hand right now. All over the place. Refuge. Heavenly Father, we just pray, Lord God, that you would come by your Holy Spirit and bring a peace that passes understanding. We pray, Lord God, that you would guard hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And we pray, Lord Jesus, Lord, for those of you who have put up their hands today and all those under the sound of my voice, all those at home today that have raised up their hands, I pray in Jesus' name that we would experience the refuge that we have in you. Oh God, that we would be, uh, have a clear mind in the midst of the overwhelming circumstances. I pray in anointing that overwhelms the overwhelming. I pray it today in Jesus' name. I pray for a quieted mind in Jesus' name. A quieted spirit in Jesus' name. And we call it out and we declare it today because you are our refuge. In Jesus' name. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And in the shadow of the Almighty there is purpose. If you say today, I need, I need a new sense of purpose. I'm, I'm stuck in a position where I'm in right now and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I need, I need to know in my spirit that God's got a call and I need to know what that call is. I need to hear His voice today. If that's you and you just need a new sense of purpose, we got eyes closed, heads bowed. Wherever you are, just put your hand up. Wherever you are. Is there anybody? I see hands all over the place. Hands all over the place. Lord, we pray right now, Lord God, for your purpose. God, your word says that the steps of the righteous are ordered of you. And I pray in Jesus' name that you would come behind them like a voice saying, this is the way, walk in it, Lord God. I pray that they would sense your presence in a new way, Lord Jesus, and that they would hear your voice in unique ways.
Father, I pray for divine appointments. I pray for open doors. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would provide everything that they need, Lord God, and they know what it is that is the hope of their calling and what are the riches of the inheritance of the saints in you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, let the eyes of their heart be enlightened that they would know it. In Jesus' name, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And in the shadow of the Almighty, there's anointing. Amen. How many of you would love to see the presence of God flow through your life this, this year in 2022? Hands everywhere. Hands everywhere. Oh, Father God, let your anointing flow upon each person today in Jesus' name. Let there be a fresh sense of your presence, Lord God. And let there be newness of life, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord God, for each one today, Lord Jesus, that we would walk in your presence that we would be carriers of your kingdom, Lord Jesus. And we pray it in Jesus' name that the evidence of that would follow us all around us, Lord Jesus. We pray for healings of people around us. We pray for words. We pray for divine appointments. We pray for words of knowledge and prophetic insight, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord God, that you would help us as Life Church to be your light and your salt to the world around us, Lord God. We pray that you would give us the strength to do it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And in the shadow of the Almighty, there's grace. There's grace. There's grace. So every eye closed, every head bowed just for a moment. If you'd say, Matt, there's an area of sin in my life that has just been rocking me. And I just can't seem to break free. There's an area of sin in my life that has been separating me from God and I just want to be free. And I care more about Jesus than I do about my pride and, and, and about me. And you say, I just need that grace. I need to experience that grace today. I believe there's a spirit of grace in this place to break the, break the yoke, to break the bondage. If that's you and you need to see breakthrough in, the, in some area in your life, hands up. They're all over the place. Hands up. Hands up. Jesus, I could always use more grace. Your word says that my grace is sufficient for you and my strength is made perfect in weakness. And so, Father God, right now in Jesus' name, we pray that you would come by your Holy Spirit and fill each one with your grace, God. Oh, Jesus, your word says, be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. And I pray today, Lord God, that you would give us a strength in that. God, that we would walk in it. I thank you that today there is newness of life. And in this moment, as we put up our hands and we've responded to you, Lord God, we have received your righteousness today, Lord God. So it's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live in the Spirit. And I pray today, Lord Jesus, that we would walk in the Spirit. As today, as we have repented and returned to you, God, we are righteous in your sight. And I thank you that they've never been as righteous. We've never been as righteous as we are right now because of your presence flowing through us. Father, we pray that we would walk in grace. Oh, Jesus, and we pray, Lord God, that you'd give us courage and strength to fight and stand strong. And we also pray for a soft heart to respond to your conviction. And we pray, Lord Jesus, today for the, 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 the Spirit of God that breaks the yoke, the Spirit of God that breaks the bondage in Jesus' name to come. And we pray for freedom in this place. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we call for it now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to.